0: Leonard Cohen, suggested there is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. This viral crack gives us a chance to create something new and better. So let's talk about back to different and let the light in. This is podcast number two in one day, which is rare me, but um, it's also a pleasure. And I'm here with my new friend, Megan. Um, and like most of my new friends, we've never met. Um, <laughs> I have been 18 inches from a screen and she's 18 inches from her screen, more or less. And that is our relationship. And I think that's very cool. I don't yes. know if it's better or worse in any way. Um, so I we've we've already had a really good conversation. We both are fans of language and of words which is one of the greatest loves of my life. So I'm going to ask Megan to tell us a little bit how she got here, what her, what her journey is so far. So take it away, young lady.
1: All right. Away we go. Well, I was, I was thinking of a good analogy for this because I love speaking in metaphors and analogies. And my career path is kind of like if you shotgunned a beer and then went through a fun house of mirrors, where everything seems very disparate and jumbled to the outside eye but for me it all kind of makes sense and really what has happened since i was little and going through school and university and then now being a business owner i take big complicated things and i break them up and i help people understand them so that has resulted in working on horse farms (laughs) when I was little and working in fast food and at Walgreens and being a language tutor for a few years and being a front desk receptionist and being an IT consultant and standing up a corporate training system. And now I, with the help of my company, Approvechar Language Solutions, I help people translate from Spanish into English Uh, anything related to technology. And I also help people that speak English, that want to learn Spanish, learn a Spanish that fits them. So using mindset and habits and routine, I personalize their language learning journey so that everything that they learn is tailor fit to them.
0: Wow, that's very cool. We didn't talk about that last time. I love that because, um, well, two reasons. One probably has to do with my own ego, but um, I never teach the same session twice, the same. Um, Billie Holiday, who was one of my heroes that uh, she died before I was born or, or shortly um, after I was born, um, she said, I never sing a song the same way twice. And th- that flies in the face of industrial thinking and the idea that we all learn differently in a gazillion ways. You know, there's ways to measure that. That that what I want Spanish for may not be the same thing that my, if I had a twin, that my twin sister wants Spanish for, <laughs> right? Exactly. So I, I love that you're coming at it from the this sounds so professional, I apologize. From the perspective of the consumer, not the perspective of the producer, because language classes, and I've I've traveled a lot, so I used to get cassette tapes. You remember cassette tapes. Oh yeah. Yeah. With Spanish or French or Italian when I was going to travel. And you know, it would say, can I order a beer? And it would say, can I order a beer? And where's the bathroom? Where's the et cetera, et cetera? But nowhere on it did it have a tape that said, listen to this tape if, (laughs) if you want to talk about art, listen to this tape if food is your passion or, you see what I mean? So yeah, um, I love that. How does, uh, how is, is that working for you? Are you seeing excitement, interest, astonishment, amusement?
1: I think definitely more of the latter (laughs) (laughs) and people, really the, the biggest thing that people say is, oh, that's really cool, because then we'll, inevi- we'll inevitably get to donde está la biblioteca that we all learned in high school Spanish, and then talk about how no one uses libraries anymore, and how when you travel or when you're in a group, you are not going to bring up where is the library. So, um, you know, it's it's really interesting for me because I get to learn so much about someone Mm -hmm. without necessarily diving into their subconscious, because I've had the Spanish lessons for more than two decades now um, that are very cut and dry, teach to the exam, uh, that sort of thing. But then I've traveled and other than traveling, I've also talked virtually to other people. And I've noticed your accent in Argentina or in Bolivia going to be different than your accent in Spain. So let's make sure that when you travel, you actually can understand others and you can be understood.
0: Or, and this is maybe my misunderstanding, but even in different regions of Spain, right?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Spanish in the north and especially Catalonia is a lot different than Andalusia and Spanish in the south, which is different than Same as in the United States. Right. English is different on the East Coast versus the West Coast in cities versus countries uh, or in in the countryside. So it's really um, interesting, just the kind of different disparate vocabularies that we share as a human race.
0: Yeah. Is it a hoagie or a grinder or a sub or right? Um,
1: Exactly. I was um, born and raised in Ohio, went to school in upstate New York and was basically peer pressured or bullied (laughs) into changing (laughs) my vocabulary from pop to soda. And then it wasn't until I took a linguistics class and then realized, oh, there's a line that actually dictates what people say and there's studies and research around it. And then I started kind of getting into linguistics a little bit. So It's been a really interesting ride so far.
0: Two things. One is um, watching you speak. It it is one of the things that gives me great joy about doing this on this platform is I can see what um, Ben Zander calls shining eyes. So I can see that you are enthusiastic and excited about what you're talking about. And in one of my classes, we were talking about anger and resentment in our culture and one of the things we came up with it was a group is it's hard to be anger angry or resentful if you're curious yeah those two things cannot coexist so so being infernally curious childlike is not a bad place and from a a you know teaching and learning because I'm a, a lifelong both I guess um when we when we when we give people a safe place so that they can ask us for what they need, then we're partners in the process. When I stand in front of a room behind a lectern and bring thirty five people in the room and read them slides, there's no partnership at all <laughs> there. No,
1: it's almost like a power dynamic. Like oh, it's you're you're standing and you're lording over someone and. You know, you're telling them what they should or, or even, um, you know, would want to learn, but you never ask them what they want to learn. And one of my favorite things is usually at the end of each of my coaching sessions, I have kind of a debrief period with my client and I say, how do you feel? What did I miss? What can we do better next time? Because it's that constant improvement. It's the constant feedback loop. That I'm after one of my worst nightmares is standing in front of one or more people saying words, watching their faces (laughs) and their faces are blank.
0: (laughs) I have those. um, I call that the teacher's nightmare. I have those, too. Um, I used to do theater um, a lot and I have the actor's nightmare, too. And that one is that I am pulling up to a theater on opening night. And I know I'm in the play. I know what character I am, but I, I haven't learned any lines. And so I'm going to walk on stage, have no idea what to say or do. <laughs> and it's like, what happened? What am I going to do?
1: That really I, is a nightmare.
0: It is <laughs> so a nightmare. But it's also funny. Yeah. Because one of the things I learned from theater is that the people in the, um, the people in the audience don't have a script. So, unless they're like Shakespearean scholars and you're doing Macbeth, um, if you wing it and you do it convincingly, which is what salespeople and con people do, then they're like, wow, I've never seen it that way before.
1: Exactly. I used to, I grew up riding horses and showing horses, and there were a few times where I would just have a miserable ride, and it was like me and this horse were just fighting for control and whatever, and I would get off, and then someone would say, wow, you looked really good.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were we watching the same horse?
0: Yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> so
1: I definitely meant to do that.
0: I, yeah. Um, a question. Uh, seeing, I don't even like the word teaching anymore. I don't like training. I mean, that's what you do to learn how to juggle. You know, you'd like to take, take training. So whatever you want to call it, I just call it learning. Do you think it is easier for women to give up that power and authority behind the lectern listen to me and don't talk back than it is for men? And this isn't a test and I'm not going to
1: Yeah, no it. this is this is a really good question. I don't I don't necessarily think it depends on gender I think it depends on personality. And you have to be utterly curious and relentlessly humble in order to help someone learn um, and anyone from anywhere can do that with that right personality
0: great bumper sticker it's too long but <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you're driving the bus um, no no um, that was fabulous megan because um you know 50 years ago to say and everything up to that point teachers were founts of knowledge they didn't have to be wise but they had to know how to do algorithms and arithmetic and grammar and and who was the 23rd president of the united states and you know they were because a lot of people didn't have access to uh, data well that ain't the way it is anymore i mean I'm holding up my pocket computer. It's called a phone, but it's a it's a it's a computer with a phone app, right? So I can in a nanosecond more or less find out any bit of recorded information that has ever been recorded. Mm-hmm. That I don't think enough people realize what a what an incredible sea change that is. So you and I who teach, facilitate whatever you want to call it. Our role, I think, is much more exciting and much more fun because I can say, geez, I don't know. Why don't One of my we do that, right? favorite uh, things. Yeah.
1: One of my favorite things is people are like, oh, well, you know, New Jersey starts with a J and isn't that the H sound, so why is it Nueva Jersey? And I'm like, I have no idea. Let me <laughs> let me look that up. Let me go through some of my books and websites and things and try to figure that out for you because especially as a second language learner, there's so many little nuances that you pick up not only in your target language, but in your native language. You're like, Oh, well, why was New Jersey called New Jersey? Like where was the original Jersey? That's right. (laughs) And then it just spawns all of these questions and internet rabbit holes. So,
0: and we can all hold hands and we can go down the rabbit hole together,
1: right? Exactly.
0: Cool. I mean, I don't have to be the one who leads everybody. Um, I've got a photograph that I, that I, that I use a lot. It was taken in Alexandria, Virginia, and it shows a, it looked like a second grade class with a young woman teacher who looks like a very wonderful human being, but all the kids, there's a, there's a rope and loops in the rope and all the kids have to put their hands through the loops. So, so they're all lined up like slaves, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, and most of the kids are like, well, oh, this is the way it is. But two of the kids are kind of going, what's, what is this? <laughs> Why are we doing this? It's like, let me out of here. And I get it from a safety perspective, but how much of sort of old traditional education was about handcuffs
1: Exactly. And questions are kind of the, the keys to the locks on those handcuffs. Yeah. And one of my favorite questions is why I always want to know why. And that has led to some really wonderful answers and just the knowledge that that brings.
0: So your endeavor, your thing, your Aprovachar, is that pronounced right?
1: Aprovachar, yep.
0: Aprovachar, thank you. Um, I did well reading languages. Um, I love to read German. I could read. I used to be able to read French pretty well, but speaking languages, though I'm a singer and and I speak speaking languages, has always been difficult for me, and I don't know why. It's as far as I know, it hasn't held hold me back. But your this this thing that you're building. You know maybe an empire someday no this 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 thing that you're making what would you like to see it what would be the ripples you would like to see it create
1: more tolerance and more confidence i think would be the the two big ripples um When we learn another language, we automatically become a little bit more tolerant of people, um, of religions, of cultures, of other parts of the world, other corners of the globe that we have never laid eyes on. Um, And then, of course, more knowledge, right? We always, especially these days through COVID, it's almost like we're all turning inwards and going, am I really the best person that I can be? How can I improve? How can I help connect with someone else? And language is really that tool for connection in my mind. So being able to speak to someone else in Spanish, not only in my mind, shows respect, shows tolerance, shows passion, but it also also has that connection piece. And that connection piece is vital because we all want to connect.
0: So, and this is a a, a sort of um, ontological question. Um, I believe, from a learning perspective, that learning and discovering and connecting are our default settings as human beings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's everybody. Now, now maybe like hardcore sociopaths and stuff, maybe not. But but ninety nine percent of humanity. So, what prevents us?
1: Fear. Fear of looking stupid, fear of sounding stupid, fear of failure, a lot, (laughs) a lot of fear of failure. Um, I've struggled with imposter syndrome pretty much my entire life and have just had to completely face it head on as a just white solopreneur, solo uh, business owner teaching Spanish going, I'm not a native speaker, but that makes me special. And let me show you how. Um, But a lot of that imposter syndrome was fear. Fear of looking stupid, fear of nagging someone. I think it's that fear of not being accepted.
0: Give me a screen high five. (laughs) We We started a new tradition. Well, because what you said... um, I tend to be a blunt object as you've already detected. I'd rather get in trouble for being too open than for being too close if I had to choose. So um, I have never met anyone who, once I made it safe to really talk, doesn't grapple with imposter syndrome. Everybody I know has that. And it's, it's so corrosive and it's so um, manageable we work at it. When I got fired in 1994, and started doing my leadership work, which drew me like a huge magnet, I didn't even know that that's what I was supposed to do. You know, it it just here, here it is, everything you've done, acting, music, teaching, research, all those things, that's what they were all for. And now, now, now you get to find out. And I called a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in years and years and years. He used to be the uh the manager of my um blues and rock and roll band a long time ago and i said steven it's mac wow he said what are you doing i said i i work and i help organizations grapple with the issues of leadership he said well what what qualifies you to do that and i said i'm really really good at it and he said, "No, what what qualifies you to do that?" And I said, "That's it. I mean, what else is there?" Um, and there is that there is that that nagging suspicion, and the way I usually hear people frame it is that other people are going to find out that I'm an imposter.
1: Yeah, and I never got that. Like I I never had that actual thought. Uh-huh. So for me, imposter syndrome was manifested in a lot of different ways um one of those is just you know you have no teaching certification you have no way to prove how fluent you are in Spanish what you know what gives you the right and I always want to do right by other people and so it's that constant self-improvement the constant learning the constant you know, working on my own Spanish so that I can then give it to other people. Yeah. That basically has shut that imposter syndrome down to be a shadow where all I have to do is turn on the light, remember those thoughts, and then the imposter syndrome is gone. But it's just the uh, appearance of it was never quite like, you know, you aren't qualified, or someone's going to find out. So it's always like, I will tell you, I'm not qualified. <laughs> I will tell you that I am not a certified teacher. Right. But that's why I'm a coach, because I'm not here to teach. I'm here to help you learn.
0: What you said earlier two things one was about fear um, and sort of. Talking and listening, you said tolerance when you were talking about language. Um, mm-hmm. I prefer the word acceptance because I think it's stronger. Yes. Um, so um, I can't resist making a, a teaching point. See, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like if you ever saw um, who framed rog- Roger Rabbit, do you remember how they how they captured him? As they walked along the wall and went, and he had to go. He couldn't help. He couldn't help himself. He ended that back. So yeah, you know, we as as uh, many write um, downable differences as you and I have, age and gender, and we could we could list, you know, introvert extrovert, whatever. And we could we could come up with a huge list. Like everybody, we have much much more in common if we just open up, right. Yeah, just drop our shields and open up. And I think that um, I see that ethic in you, which is that successful teaching includes getting all of my bullshit out of the way. Yes. Right.
1: I can't teach if I'm bogged down by my shit. <laughs> I need to take care of that and take care of my own house before I can help others. And that's what a lot of this past winter was. And then I came out of it spring came and I said, okay, we're ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Off and running new leaves. I've got new leaves everywhere. I, exactly. I, I will send you a, um, a, a picture. I do I have your phone number. Uh, yes. Okay. Cause I, w- I want to text you a, a, a picture. I went for a walk with my dog and I was, i was picking up leaves you know um i when i walk i never put in mm-hmm. but cuz i actually heard a turtle once on the road i couldn't see the turtle but i could hear its little claws scraping on the ground so i was able to lift it up and over the curb and if i'd had earbuds and i I never would have heard it, and I the only reason I checked it out I was like, "What the hell is that noise? <laughs> it's like really strange, you know, so um, I just picked up a bunch of leaves and I put them on the counter, and I just pushed them close enough together to frame so they were all in the same frame. I didn't spend hours like, "Oh, this leaf should be here, and everything. anyhow, I just took a picture, and it's like there it is was a poet was it shelley or who said um truth is beauty beauty is truth that's all we know and that's all we need to know i like that and teaching is the is the collision of truth and beauty in a lot of ways
1: when it works it does yeah,
0: yeah i mean there is and I've I've jumped out of airplanes and been on stage with 10,000 people cheering and all that stuff. But there's nothing like that moment when you see somebody else's light bulb go off. And even if it, 99.99% of it is there, you were there when it happened. And that's such a privilege, isn't it?
1: Exactly. That's one of my biggest kind of, um, what is it, serotonin-like dips yeah. when you see that light bulb. And I think I've just been chasing light bulbs all my life and I continue to do so now.
0: There's a bumper sticker. <laughs> Chase some light bulbs. Chase some light bulbs. <laughs> so final questions. you <laughs> um, Your, I'm just going to ask one because we already covered one and um, we both ridden horses, so I don't want to beat it. It's alive. And when I was a kid, my sister worked at a stable, so I I got to ride a lot, and I had a good friend who had horses, so I got and I used. There's something really cool about sitting on a gigantic horse, and yes, and flying around, right?
1: Absolutely, uh, it's one of the best feelings in the world, other than light bulbs. Other so. than
0: light bulbs. <laughs> so you don't have children, and you know where I'm going with this, but some days down the road when you have moved or moved on or moved away or whatever. Okay. People are sitting around talking about Megan and they're talking about 2020 and they're, they're like, like, well, how did you act? Well, what did you, and somebody says, how did Megan act in 2020? What did she, how did she show up? So what would you like them to say?
1: Well, the first, not elephant in the room, but the first, thing is that I started a business so there's a huge amount of fear insecurity courage and vulnerability that comes with that and with developing not only this business but all the relationships that go along with it I I hope that people say that I showed up with respect with Thoughtfulness with open mindedness, and I actually made a little bit of a difference in the world. And my answer comes from when my grandmother passed. Wow. She was the chair of education at a small liberal arts college in Ohio, and news of her death spanned multiple states. She still, to this day, my father has stacks of Christmas cards written by her students, checking in with her and keeping up that conversation. And if I can have a fraction of that, I'll be happy.
0: Thank you, Megan Miller. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, We're friends. We're friends. (laughs) And this, somehow this situation, all this crap and this platform creates a space to build a friendship I think very quickly
1: with the correct intention and attention absolutely
0: and you know when we're talking about the teacher up in the front of the classroom one of the things about this platform is that all of our boxes are exactly
1: the same size
0: so I don't get a big box because (laughs) I'm the teacher
1: I like that. It's, it's the democracy of the internet, yeah. which um, I think is going to be a blessing for humanity for a while.
0: I think that's where it's going. We, we still have some bugs and some disease.
1: Yeah. Some we ra- still have some glitches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's also incredibly new. Mm-hmm. You know, we all think of it as been here forever, but it, if you look at even human civilized history, you know, a, a few thousand years, this is like a moment still, right?
1: Exactly. And I was talking um, to a group over in London earlier today. We were talking about you know 2020 in history. So I had posed the question. We were all practicing Spanish. I'd posed the question: If you could live in any other time period in any country any location, where would you choose and why? And, um, you know, we we had some good answers. And then we were talking about, well, you know, sometimes 2020 just gets you down. And I think, but in the grand scheme of things, this is still a hiccup. (laughs) This is still a blip. And there, there are good things and there are bad things. And you can only hope that history will repeat itself, and we will even out later on down the road, even if it doesn't seem like that every day.
0: Well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of my heroes, in fact, that is the mask I wear. It's a Ruth Bader Ginsburg mask. How cool awesome. that? I've never gotten anything but good comments about it, too. But she said that, that the, um, the symbol of the United States should not be an eagle, should be a pendulum which is pretty cool
1: that is really cool i just yeah she has so many good quotables
0: yeah yeah all right off and running what a pleasure um i pledge to um, not just go okay hit and run um because (laughs) friendships are really important and i think if we're all if we all more friends we'd have a whole lot less crap going on in our culture culture right now so um i and i will send your book
1: yes thank you Uh,
0: thank you for your time have a spectacular rest of the day thanks for giving us a listen as we move forward with this situation with this thing that's us let's never forget that we are all in this together No matter what else happens, we're all in this together. Thank you.